Hello, and welcome to the Strange Matters Podcast. Here at Strange Matters, we discuss everything that is mysterious, bizarre, and unexplained. I'm Sean, and I will be the host for this episode. In this episode, we will be discussing a legendary creature that was almost lost to time, a beast whose exact nature still remains a mystery. Over the course of this podcast, we have discussed a wide variety of cryptids, or creatures whose existence has still not been scientifically proven. Most of the well-known cryptids, such as Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, and the Chupacabra, were all fairly recent cases, many within the past century, if not the past several decades. However, the ancient world had its very own legendary and mysterious beast, creatures who to this day we still aren't sure actually existed or if they were simply myths. For this episode, we'll be going back thousands of years to the ancient land of Mesopotamia and the city of Babylon to talk about the mysterious beast known as the Sirush. The Sirush is a mysterious cryptid that dates back over 2,500 years ago. The main description of the Sirush originates back in the year 600 BC. The story behind this semi-mythical beast comes from the Middle East, as the creature was depicted on the Ishtar Gate of the city of Babylon, a grand arch that was constructed under orders by the king Nebuchadnezzar II. This amazing structure became the chief ceremonial entrance to the grand city of Babylon. The Sirush is a creature that is described as a dragon-like beast, though it is more of the ancient view of the creature and not like the typical modern image of a winged, fire-breathing dragon. The name itself, though, is an Akkadian word, which loosely translate as splendor serpent and also just dragon. The Sirush's body is described as being covered in scales, and it possesses the front legs of a lion and the hind legs resembling the talons of an eagle. It has a long-maned neck topped with a snake-like head sprouting a single horn. It also has a long tail and a forked tongue. The Sirush reminds me a bit of the ancient Greek mythical beast of the Chimera, in which it appears to be a creature that is comprised of several different animal parts, all fused together. The lore of the Sirush is that it was a sacred animal symbolizing the god Marduk, the patron deity of the city Babylon. It is also believed that the dragon-like Sirush later inspired the Greek mythical creature, the Hydra. Now, the legend of the Sirush was largely lost to time, and the creature went unknown for centuries. However, it would reappear in the modern world in 1902, when the Ishtar Gate was excavated by the German archaeologist Robert Koldeve near Baghdad, Iraq. The Ishtar Gate was constructed in 575 BC on the north side of the city of Babylon. The gate was truly a marvel for its time, and it was at one point part of the Seven Wonders of the World. Decorating the Ishtar Gate were relief images of several beasts and flowers, among which was the scaly Sarush. Now, this creature has also been discovered in other Babylonian works of art from around the same time, even being featured on cylinder seals dating as far back as 2300 BC, making this creature over 4,000 years old. The fact that the Sarush was used in Babylonian culture itself for well over a thousand years shows how important and significant it was. The question remains, though, whether the Sirush is, or at least was, based on a real animal, or is it simply a made-up myth? A possible reference to the Sirush is also mentioned in the narrative Bell and the Dragon, which is a deuterocanonical extension to the book of Daniel in the Old Testament of the Bible. In this chapter, Daniel is visiting the court of Cyrus, king of the Persians. 
The text describes a great dragon that the Babylonians revered, but the dragon is slain by Daniel, who feeds it a nasty mixture that causes it to burst open. It is believed by some that the dragon referred to in this biblical text is based off of the Sarush, or at least influenced by its legend. The Sirush might have always been thought of as simply a mythical dragon, an imaginary creature, if not for the man who rediscovered it and brought it back to the modern world. The archaeologist Robert Coldavay had some thoughts on the creature and came up with several reasons why he believes that the Sirush was not just a fairy tale, but was at one point an actually breathing and living animal. One of his theories on why the Sirush was real was based on the descriptions and artwork of the creature through the many years of the Babylonian culture. He came across many other mythical creatures that would have their appearances and characteristics change, sometimes very drastically, as time went on. However, unlike these other known mythological creatures, the Sirush remained virtually constant throughout the centuries. It did not make sense to him why all these other imaginary creatures and legends would go through so many revisions and different forms depending on what time and artist was working on them, but the Sirush was depicted nearly the same in artwork spread across hundreds of years. His other claim as to why this creature was likely a real animal was proven by its prestigious placement upon the Ishtar Gate itself. On this great arch was a number of other animals, namely lions and aurochs. Aurochs were horned to large cattle that inhabited the area, and were an ancestor to domestic cattle. It is interesting to note that the aurochs are an extinct species caused by unrestricted hunting and a narrowing of habitat. Now, this makes me wonder that if one of the species on the Eshtar Gate was a known and recorded real animal, but one that was hunted into extinction, perhaps the same fate was also shared by the Sarush long before modern accounts of it could ever be recorded. It could be that if this was a very rare and very isolated species, perhaps it was killed off thousands of years ago and simply lost a time even becoming practically a mythical legend to the Babylonians themselves. It seems that there could also be a point made by Koldave as to why they put a mythical or imaginary creature on this magnificent structure in Babylon, where the other creatures shown are real animals. I mean, as an American, it would seem like if we made a structure in Washington, D.C. that had a bald eagle and a buffalo, but then it also had something like a unicorn added to it. Now, it is important to note that the animals on the Ishtar Gate do serve as a purpose, as they represent godly deities. The Sirush itself symbolizes the god Marduk. Still, one could wonder why would the people at the time assign real-life animals to represent other gods, but then choose an imaginary or mythical beast to represent another one of their gods. That might be a bit of a stretch, but it's interesting to ponder the question nonetheless. In any case, with all that said, despite his own claims and theories, Coldavay was not entirely convinced of the legitimacy of these theories himself. Perhaps the biggest issue was the fact of the basic anatomy of the Sirush. To remind you, this creature had two seemingly completely different set of legs. The back pair of eagle legs just don't match up with the front feline paws. The overall strangeness and absurdity of the Sirush and its body gave the German archaeologist doubt about its reality. It would seem, though, that this man was just not ready to accept the idea that this creature was merely a myth. Some years later on, Robert Coldavay came back and came up with an idea that the Sirush could be a descendant of the dinosaurs, 
as its description is a somewhat close match to that of the iguanodon, a dinosaur with bird-like back feet. Of course, since there are no known remains of the Sarush to compare, this theory remains simply a vague idea. The well-known Swiss zoologist Bernard Huevelmans had his own ideas about the dragon-like beast. He stated that the Sarush, as it was commonly depicted in Babylonian times, is not quite an accurate matchup with a dinosaur like an iguanodon, but it was still a pretty good stylized likeness for the artwork of the era. Bernard had his own idea that the Sirush could have been leftovers of an ancient time that resided in isolation in Central Africa. He states that the Chaldeans, who were a Semitic people that existed between the 10th and 6th century BC before being assimilated into Babylonia, did venture into this area and could have come across these giant reptilian or lizard-like creatures and captured them. If the Sirush was native to Africa, and only a few creatures were brought back to Babylon, it could explain why there had never been any remains of such animals found in the area surrounding the lost city. Still, this line of thinking is still mostly just guesswork, and while it may explain a few things about the legend of the Sirush, it also leaves much to be desired in ways of actual evidence or written records. Another man, Willie Lay, had his own theory that is similar to what Bernard Havelmans came up with. Lay, who was a German-American science writer and science historian, suggested that the Sirush was based off an animal that the Babylonians had heard about, but one that they had never seen as living in Mesopotamia. It has been discovered that a very similar type of brick that was used to build the Ishtar Gate was found in structures in Central Africa. So it is thought that certain members of the Babylonian society ventured to Africa at some point, or perhaps those in the African society came to them. This is similar to the idea that Havelmans came up with, that a group of Babylonians went down to capture some of the dragon-like beast, but Willie Lay had a slightly different spin on it. Lay proposed that, since there was a pretty good chance that there was some type of contact or communication between the people of Babylon and those in Central Africa, that the legend of the Sirush could have been based on the rumors of a surviving dinosaur-type creature that resided in Central Africa. This would mean that the Sirush was not an actual creature brought to Babylon from a distant land, but rather just based on an actual unknown living reptile, a secretive creature that may even still be alive to this day. Adrian Mayer, a historian of ancient science and a classical folklorist, came up with another possible theory regarding the legend of the Sirush. Adrian presents that many ancient civilizations took great care in excavating and transporting fossil remains that they came across. In her theory, the Babylonians discover the fossils of a sauropod, or dinosaurs which are characterized by their long necks, small heads, and four thick legs. She argues that perhaps the Babylonian people attempted a reconstruction of such remains, and the Sirush was born from the artistic image created from this reconstruction. Some believe that other mythical creatures, such as the griffin, are also based on similar reconstructions of ancient remains. This theory is interesting and possibly one of the more grounded ones, as it debunks the idea that the Sirush was a living, breathing, scaly animal alive during the time of the Babylonian people, but at the same time gives the origin story of the creature. If this explanation is true, it would show that the Sirush was at least based on another formerly living creature, and not just a made-up myth that was created by some artist or storyteller. There are some counters to this theory, however, 
as no known fossil beds exist around the area of ancient Mesopotamia, and again there are no known accounts of records of such fossils being found around the time that the Suresh first came to be known. Beyond these popular theories, there are numerous others that are similar in nature. Some believe that the Sirush is an exaggerated creature based off of larger reptiles, like monitor lizards such as the Komodo dragon, that some Babylonian people may have seen or captured at some point. Still, beyond these theories, there are plenty of those who believe that all the reasonings behind the creature is foolish, and that the simplest and most likely explanation for the Sirush is that it has always been merely a myth, a legend made up by the people of the time, and that there is really no basis for its existence as a loving being. While that may be the most realistic reasoning, I usually let my imagination run wild with these cryptid cases. And besides, all the possible theories and explanations one can come up with is what make these type of cases so fun and interesting to so many people. So now that I've gone over the history and theories behind the Sirush, I'll give my final thoughts. I have discussed several different theories regarding the Sirush, some of which explain how it was an actual living animal, others on how it was a legend created and based off of some other type of creature. Personally, I don't really believe that the Sirush was a real creature, or at least not how it's often portrayed. Though perhaps there is some type of extremely rare species that died off thousands of years ago and only lived in a small area, the fact that there isn't any physical evidence besides artwork gives me plenty of doubt. However, I do like the idea of the Sirush being based off of another creature. Whether it be a living or a long dead one, though, it's hard to guess. Of all the theories presented, my favorite came from Willie Lay, and that the Sirush of Babylon came from the legend of another people and society far away in Central Africa. The people there at that time had their very own mysterious creatures and beasts, some of which I would like to cover in a future episode dealing with cryptids. And it is really interesting to me to think that in one way or another, those living in Mesopotamia heard or learned of such unknown creatures and created the Sirush as a result of that. In a way, if this possibility is correct, the Sirush would be a legend based off of another legend, perhaps explaining its unusual, if not impossible, anatomy with its bizarre mix of body parts. For now, in the modern world, the Sirush will most likely be an obscure myth that will continue to fade as time goes on. Barring some groundbreaking archaeological find, like fossil remains or more credible detailed written accounts of the creature, for the majority of people aware of it, the Sirush will continue to be thought of as simply another fantastical beast from the ancient world. Regardless of its authenticity as an actual life form, the fact that the creature remains such a constant and important aspect of Babylonian culture for centuries is pretty fascinating. And for me, the multitude of theories and possible explanations one could come up with to allow the possibility of life for this beast, which could have lived thousands of years ago, makes the Sirush one of the most interesting and mysterious creatures of the ancient world. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Strange Matters Podcast. If you have your own ideas or theories on the Sirush, or if you have other ideas for future episodes, please feel free to write to us at our email, strangematterspodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, strangematterspodcast.com, where you can listen to, download, and comment on all of our episodes. Strange Matters is made possible by the generous supporters of the show over at Patreon. 
At Patreon, you can pledge a monthly donation, and in return, you can gain access to monthly exclusive bonus episodes. If you are interested in supporting the podcast, you can visit our page at patreon.com slash strangematters, or visit our website and click on the Support Us page. Finally, we ask if you are listening to us on iTunes and enjoy the show, please leave a rating and a review, as it means a lot to us, and it helps promote the podcast so we can always reach new listeners. So until the next episode of the Strange Matters Podcast, take care, everybody.